Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Hey, this is Nicole calling from Hamilton, and I needed to let everyone know that I really proudly support Beach and Creative Control. I have for many years, I will for many more, as long as he keeps delivering these amazing interview podcasts. When you hear one of Beach's interviews, you think he's known this guest for years, they're good friends. Uh, but the truth is, he approaches every interview, whether it's sort of up and coming indie artists or established icons or like famous intimidating comedians with Uh, a really deep, genuine curiosity, so he's never met this person, and the same really warm uh, candor, so he's known them forever. I think it really lends to a great chat, no matter who he's talking to, and for that reason, I think you should throw Vish, like what, a dollar a month? He's got jokes. The jokes make it worth it. Support Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol today. I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Adrian Teacher is a wondrous musician, songwriter, and singer based in Vancouver, British Columbia. Since 2009, Teacher has been a driving force in a fantastic band called Apollo Ghosts, in which he's the singer, lyricist, guitarist, and a multi-instrumentalist. The latest Apollo Ghost record is actually a double album called Pink Tiger, which was released on March 11th, 2022 by You've Changed Records and prompted Adrian to return to this show so we could discuss things like wallpaper and home studio acoustics, the importance of exercising when you're not a jock, when the Edmonton Oilers traded Wayne Gretzky to the Los Angeles Kings on August 9th, 1988, real money and online money, being a school teacher and overcoming COVID-19, enjoying the band Fleetwood Mac and making a double LP, recording one of those two records by himself at home after temporarily losing hearing in one ear for a lengthy spell. The sound and lyrical motifs on this gorgeous record, Pink Tiger, touring, other future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you, who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control with additional support from Blackbird Music, 
a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, and very friendly staff who will happily help you with all of your music, listening, and purchasing needs. You could go to them and say, hey, I want to order Pink Tiger by, uh, by Apollo Ghost. Can you help me? And they'll say... Yes, you can learn more about Blackbird at their website, blackbird.ca, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 679 of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Adrian Teacher of Apollo Ghosts, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. The Bride, the Bride Hello, Adrian. How are you? Hello, Vish. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Uh, where Where are you right now? Uh, right now, I am in my psychedelic closet in Vancouver, BC. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, why is this the psychedelic closet per se? I can kind of see what you're getting at, but... Yeah. Uh, Did a wallpaper job uh, a few years ago to kind of just add some ambience to the, to the recording space. Um, yeah. So it's got like kind of like a blue and silver floral kind of <laughs> kind of thing going on in here, and uh, yeah, it's just like my my hidey hole. Yeah, no, that's so you record. Yeah. It's a closet, but you record in it. It's like yeah. your studio. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Harry Potter under the stairs kind of thing, you know. Now, does the wallpaper? This is I, I'm being a little facetious, but like you know how you when yeah. you have a music room and you want to kind of dampen things, you yeah. put dampeners up and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So wallpaper. This maybe isn't that dumb a question, but I wonder, yeah. actually, does the wallpaper contribute to that in any way? It probably would, actually, yeah. Like, if it's just bare sort of, like, wall, there is, yeah, that, like, kind of... Like, resonance? Refract- yeah, yeah, resonance. Yeah. And I and when I did put it up, it did help with that a bit, but I also got some cheap foam off Craigslist and made my own sort of budget sound dampening material. I see that. I just, I don't know yeah. why, that just occurred to me, because if you put, I had uh, this room that I'm talking to you from mm-hmm. was really yeah. really live until here i'll show you i'll just pull them oh okay yeah I, sure well i just put a it's literally i put a curtain up well but I, before yeah. i there were no records on the shelves yet when we first moved in i started to do some interviews and they're very and there's actually an ad that i did back in that era that i still use and it's yeah. it's boomy for sure and i keep oh, meaning yeah. to redo it but i just haven't because i'm lazy mm-hmm. and once i'm done with something <laughs> i'm kind of done so i just like yeah, yeah it's totally. fine it's only like 30 <laughs> seconds but yeah, I put the records. Yeah. Uh, I put the records on the shelves. I put some books on that shelf. Curtain yeah. though, with a there's a there's a cloth uh, curtain, and then I have a blind. I don't know. Yes. Does it? Do I sound? I mean, I maybe I sound a little boomy now the way we're talking, but I don't know if you've heard the show. I don't think it sounds boomy anymore. I think it sounds pretty good. No, yeah. it sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just I don't know. I'm not like that. You know, I don't nerd out too much on that stuff. But like, yeah, just adding stuff basically, I think just helps. Yeah. You know, well, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm gonna wallpaper the the room now. Just gonna see if that <laughs> further uh, takes away any boominess. Anyway, it's it's uh, it's nice to uh, chat with you. What's your uh, life yeah. and? Uh, you know, I was gonna say, what's your day in Vancouver yeah. shaping yeah. up to be? But then it came out as, what's your life shaping up to be uh. in Vancouver today? <laughs> Which is kind of similar question. Yeah. Well, how's your day going in Vancouver? Uh, yeah, it's going great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, it was a nice sunny, sunny morning. Um, yeah, I have a pretty typical like routine, just like when did some, some weightlifting with my friend Mark, uh, followed by a croissant and coffee to, you know, destroy any of the progress made there. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, just kind of wandered around, uh, the, the, the cherry blossoms are out, which is, you know, like a really special time in Vancouver, you know, just kind of looking at those. And then, uh, 
Yeah, like a you know a late shower and then yeah, crush a few emails and yeah, yeah. here we are. Yeah, I had a late. Half the I didn't do gone. any weightlifting. I'm supposed to vacuum. I got to <laughs> vacuum the whole stupid house. That's going to be my minor workout yeah. for the day. Yeah. But uh, I, I should do good. that. You do weightlifting? Is that a newer thing or have you always done that? Uh, I've been doing about like ten years. Oh wow. Um, yeah, just kind of like like I'm not like yeah like a gym rat or anything. Like I just you know we go a couple of times a week and just to maintain like a baseline strength <laughs> kind of thing like uh but yeah i really enjoy it I, I i do like to just you know it's a good stress reliever and uh yeah 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 that's good do you ever do uh yeah i heard tell of a guy uh do you know the comedian joel McHale? i don't know if you know him he was on i, I don't know no, i don't think so. well maybe was he on your show no no sorry he was on the show community uh he was a star oh, okay. of that show community and uh he's a comedian okay, and yeah. he's done uh what was that thing he did the, yeah. the soup he's like a he's just a he's a he's a comedian anyway i heard yeah. i heard him once on a uh podcast talking about because uh, he's quite much he's like yeah. a I'm not disparaging the the fellow, but he's like a yeah, pretty boy comedian. Yeah. Like he's a handsome, right, right, leading man. Right, he's been right. in movies, and, and every once in a while, uh, there seems to be yeah. some call for him to take his shirt off, like a Matthew McConaughey right. or something. And, when, and so, what right. people have observed is, oh, this uh, handsome comedian is very muscular. And what yeah. he said on an interview podcast once is, uh, he, they were like, oh, you go to the gym all the time. He's like, no, I just do push-ups. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what do you yeah. mean? You only do push-ups? He's like, I've never. I don't remember if he said he's never lifted a weight, but he's like, no, my routine is yeah. just push-ups and sit-ups. Yeah. Like, kind of like, basically, his workout routine is is some semblance of a Rocky montage. <laughs> like, he doesn't, well, I mean, yeah. he's not punching meat, but he... Uh, right, uh, right. Sorry, for the kids, that's not a euphemism. I mean, literally in the Rocky <laughs> films, he punches sides of beef for, as a punching bag. Anyway, so then I started to do that for a while, because I agree, because yeah. the... The baseline strength thing is also a stress reliever, yeah. right? Is that the... Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, like, yeah, I never wanted, like, I that was never, like, the goal, like, you know, you know, the six-pack or something like that. It was just, like, just go to, you know, make sure my body doesn't fall yeah. apart when I'm, yeah. like, you know, in my 50s or 60s or something. Right. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, despise, I, I, I see those kind of people at the gym, and I just, like shake my head in disbelief and the like, gym rat people like, like the gym rats yeah, yeah yeah like you know they're just like kissing their pecs in the mirror oh they're not doing like, that are they really you know drinking protein <laughs> shakes and stuff and i'm just like i i just can't handle like i just you know just put on my headphones and just do my you know 32 minute workout and leave as quick as i can <laughs> i had a the high school experience i had was i really liked sports but i didn't like the sports people in high school yeah exactly exactly i, I love sport like i love basketball i still like yeah. i watch basketball yeah. every yeah. day in yeah. fact yeah as we're speaking uh the mm -hmm. final four is today in college right, basketball right, which is not right. uh let's be frank it's not the epitome of basketball mm -hmm. greatness it's just yeah the stars yeah. of tomorrow struggling today is what it is. <laughs> so you watch the yeah, games exactly. and you're like, oh, these guys don't quite know what they're doing. But once in a while they kind of do and you, you get excited. Yeah. Anyway, I love basketball. Yeah. and uh, yeah. But the sports people yeah. put me off. Just what they were interested in it was enough to put me off. So if they liked being right. in the gym and doing that stuff, I uh, would just contrary and I would say, no, I don't want to do that. Even though I was right. relatively coordinated and athletic. Uh, yeah. I just didn't like it. But now, as yeah. I'm probably you and I are around the same vintage, you discover, yeah. oh, actually, if you want to live, yes. you should go do the stuff yeah. those jock people yeah. were doing. And yeah. uh, as a result, in our 30s, 40s, hopefully we re make that realization and start running and, yeah. and doing stuff. So, and the, But the thing yeah. is, since the pandemic, uh, you can't go to the gym. Or you shouldn't, or you, you couldn't for a while. And now I guess mm -hmm. you, you, you mm -hmm. technically you're... You can, uh, but I'm trying yeah. to be like, oh, instead of buying a bunch of weights, I'll just do push-ups every day and and pl yeah. and planking and and core strength right. exercising, and I'll right. run. Uh, I've yeah. sort of famously, somewhat famously, for those who hear the show, nothing about the show is famous, but I've, I've <laughs> talked about how I run in my house. Do you do any running as well as the the weights? Uh, not a big runner. I like oh. to walk. Walking. Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer I prefer to walk. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but it's yeah. all this quell anxiety. It's not to star in an action movie. I think you and I are on the no. same page. Yeah. No, I think yeah, similar like sports trajectory. Like just yeah, like. Uh, 
you know, I loved sports and basketball and hockey and stuff when I was younger too. And just, but what, yeah, threw me was just the kind of mindless like nationalism and mm-hmm. just you know allegi- allegiance to like a team color and stuff like just oh i hate teams really didn't... i don't like teams at yeah, all Yeah, like just you know i yeah. don't know i just yeah i'm not into that stuff well i mean so, let me let yeah. me clarify i i i think yeah. like you uh i you know for being in a band you have to be a team player in in work yes, environments what i'm true. saying is that is true i don't go true. all in when they traded wayne gretzky in 1988 the oilers to the kings i, I was like I oh imagine that i was like I think I guess I must have been eleven or ten when that happened. Yeah, wait, right. I was born in seventy-seven, eighty-eight. Yeah, I guess I was about to turn eleven because it's August, right. I think, of eighty-eight. Anyway, they did that. Imagine yeah. that—you invest all your love into yeah. this team and this player. Yeah, and they yeah. win. They just won. They won like four Stanley Cups in like almost as many years, yeah. and they say that's yeah. not enough, or we want. Well, oh my God, crushed me! And from that point on, I was like, yeah. oh. It's a business, and that made me even more cynical. So yeah, yeah, no. To your point, yeah, like I, I agree. Like it seemed like that was the day that hockey died for me too. Like you know, yeah. Also a Gretzky super fan had you know like you know the sports cards and the you know all that stuff. Sweaters. Yeah, yeah, when that happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember when that happened too, and it was just kind of like what, like what happened? You know, like so. Yeah. 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 It's a drag. You know, I mo- I moved. To Edmonton because he took a desk job at the Oilers oh. and then and then he split. I oh, did hoping, he? Oh, wow! Yeah, he split to oh, be okay. a ESPN or some kind of sportscaster. Oh, and, okay. and now he's in. Uh, I don't. Do you watch TV at all, Adrian? Uh, I mean, I would say that I, I we don't have a TV, but I mean, I'm aware of you know like uh, you know of Netflix and all that stuff. And well, I mostly watch. Actually, I watch a lot of uh, British TV. I like. I really like. Channel Four and uh, BBC. And BBC. Stuff. The reason I yeah. asked the reason I asked the question is Wayne Gretzky is part of a cohort of men, celebrity mm-hmm. men, who are in us. Yeah. As we're speaking, there's this like plethora of commercials with just celebrity men walking around, walking okay. towards you, while yeah. a bunch of sh- like shit is happening around them, and they okay. they want to sell you a. Uh, cryptocurrency or oh, travel uh plans and uh uh what else what is oh uh, with Gretzky actually it's sports betting so oh, sports but but I've noticed okay. the trend is it's like Ewan McGregor Matt Damon Wayne Gretzky just walking like a walk and talk <laughs> like an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk and then they're wow. just trying to sell you bullshit like you know they're trying to sell you ways to get rid of your money with betting and crypto and then the traveling uh I like you and McGregor, but I, and I like that commercial actually. It's pretty good. Yeah. They use the Reckless Eric song in it. Uh, uh, oh, whole okay. wide world. So for oh, wow. for me and my my wife loves you and McGregor. I like you and McGregor. He right. seems fine. Right. So I like that. I like him. I like the idea of traveling. That's that's got a good message. It's like, uh, are you really going to remember stuff you have? Aren't you going to remember the trips? Oh right. Yeah, I think I have seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. But yeah, arguably, should we be urging people to travel? Right now, I mean, yeah. so yeah, I'm. Right. Any, my main point is the aesthetic is we'll just get some dudes to walk <laughs> to you towards you on the screen and tell you about stuff. Yeah. And I find that yeah. so that's what Gretzky is doing now. He left Edmonton doing a sports betting ad. I just wanted to give you a, a Wayne Gretzky update. I think is oh thank you what I'm yeah getting at yeah there. I mean I'm sure those those are easy to script um, <laughs> cheap to film and oh yeah it's all CGI pro- I max, think and yeah, yeah 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 they probably are just like zooming in as well and just like yeah yeah collecting Bitcoin as anyway yeah that's that's <laughs> someone know. someone said that actually we should find out if all oh, these really? crypto spokes celebrities yeah are getting paid in money or crypto yeah it yeah, would be right. curious yeah. to know sorry I don't know are you into the I didn't <laughs> do I sound cynical. Uh, probably because no, I am. Uh, are you into the whole bands are doing this now? Like, NFTs and what? oh, the NFTs. Yeah, we actually well, we did a music video kind of making fun of that. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I can't say that I am. I mean, I'm sure I'll regret it at some point. Like you know, maybe one day when NFTs become ubiquitous. But yeah, at the, as it stands right now, it just seems very confusing and bizarre to like own a original digital copy of something like i don't understand i don't really understand how that's possible have you ever seen like we see ads for banking and investing but have you ever seen an ad for money and that's where i'm at with it like they they're selling you money yeah they claim it's currency right yeah 
no one's ever had to be like, we need to sell people on money. Yeah. So we yeah, need to come yeah. up with an ad campaign to convince them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I should backtrack. Debit yeah. cards, credit cards, kind of maybe the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But but there's some not, it's understood that you use those things, but they're drawing from your actual money. Right, yeah. And not virtual money, but maybe I'm being old-fashioned, and yeah. maybe it's true. It's all pretty, since the advent of all these cards, when yeah. I was a kid, I used to look at my bank account, like, religiously. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. You take a little, like, you take 20 bucks out, and you're like, how much do I got left? Oh, no. Well, and yeah. now... You know, I use all the cards, and then they tell me at the end of the month how it's going. Right, yeah, and like little pie, so chart, pie charts yeah. and stuff, yeah. Do I they know. send you pie charts? That sounds delicious. I didn't yeah, get a pie Yeah, I mean, if you go, I mean, at least on my online banking, if you go into the the extra features, there's like, yeah, you can see pie charts of your budget or how you're spending your, oh, wow. your pennies, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, see, I, we've learned some things <laughs> from each other, I think, and hopefully yeah. people listening have... As well, I appreciate this. Uh, how are you doing? Generally, uh, uh, I don't. I will get to the record and whether yeah. or not it was completely. My sense is it was mostly conceived in the last couple of years, right? Like during the yeah, for sure during during the the major thing. Uh, how has the thing been for you? Uh, it's been uh, okay. Um, yeah, we uh, like I'm a elementary school teacher, so in BC they decided to kind of like keep school going, which, you know, in retrospect, I think was the right decision and, uh, you know, felt, felt pretty quite safe, you know, after we got our vaccines, the first, you know, kind of six months were a bit spooky because, you know, we had to go in and work and stuff and we didn't have the vaccine at, at that point. So that was a little spooky, but I think once we got vaccinated, it was, it, it felt good. And, um, I, I was happy that kids were able to go to school and I, you know, in retrospect was the right decision. Cause you know, we have a niece and, and she, uh, was in Ontario and it was like, she was just isolated and left alone and uh, in front of a computer screen for like a year. So yeah, I same with my kids here in Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, but they but yeah. are arguably, I who's to say I guess but arguably they mm-hmm. were safer from the right. from the virus but yes yeah. my I'm having to uh my daughter has been struggling with for sure my young my youngest yeah. is my daughter and she's yeah. been she's behind with reading but right right I have stepped in and Good. we've gone from uh you know one out of five she's in French immersion too so it's very yeah. complicated uh to yeah, get yeah. the the sounds that she's I we she's a very uh good visual artist and she loves drawing and what i figured out is and tell me you're a teacher yeah so what i figured out she's having lots of trouble uh aligning the uh, a letter with the sound of the letter Mm -hmm. particularly when two letters look the same so what i figured out is she's a visual learner and so she'll just uh the other day what was the word the word uh on one of her dictates her tests was uh the english part was funny and for four days so she she gets the assignment on like a friday and then they have a test the following friday and for the four days of monday to thursday f-u-n-n-y but no sorry monday to wednesday then on thursday she pulled out f-u-n-n-g and Mm. that was when the light bulb little like lowercase g and i was like oh if you think about it, the G and the lowercase Y yes. kind of yeah. similar yeah. looking. And I figured yeah. that out. So I will tell yeah. you, I'm very proud. I stepped in. Uh, I yeah. changed her learning habits. We've gone from one out of five, uh, four out of 10 to the last two tests, uh, nine out of 10, four oh, out of amazing. five. And oh, it's just because I, 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 I don't know if this is a testament to me or not. I just identified the yeah. problems and it's yes. helping her. I don't know that she's reading or understanding any better, but I <laughs> yeah, came yeah. up with some mnemonic devices. And uh, and so I think a lot of kids are going through that is what you're getting at. And, yes. and I've experienced that too. But I also was, yeah. and I felt bad for every teacher that was forced to go in, if I might say. Mm-hmm. So right, I, right. Did you get that? Or were there, was there grumbling among your colleagues about having to go uh, in? I think at first it was a little scary, but then there's also just kind of like, you know, just a sense of duty and like, you know, civic duty where, you know, it's like nurses and doctors are in there and it's like, you know, I just sort of see, I just, at least I can't speak for everybody, but just for myself, it's like, no, like this is an essential service and, and, um, you know, uh, happy to take part. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, the safety protocols were, were clear and very, you know, 
I don't know. I just I felt safe. I felt okay. fine. And you've been. And I, I actually did didn't get COVID at all at through school. I actually did end up getting COVID somewhere else. But oh, you did. Um, I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. You e- but, sorry. Uh, you emailed me about this. I forgot about that. Uh, do you, oh yeah. Do you know how you got it? Yeah, it was just like when things were opening up. I got it about. It was about six weeks ago, maybe. Oh man! And um, just just at a just at a pub, and um, yeah, just hanging out with some friends. Oh and, no, ma- yeah. no! So yeah, no one's wearing masks at the pubs. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, like when you're eating and drinking and stuff, like it's not not required. It's, so it's very confusing. Um, yeah, it's, I was, Adrian. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I and I don't mean to be the yeah. stick in the mud guy, but I'm very confused by yeah. this logic yeah. that you because there was a thing for yeah. a while in Canada in certain places and provinces yeah. where you had to walk yeah. into the restaurant with the mask on. Of of but course, then when you yeah. sat down. You could take it yeah. off for the whole time. I and I was like, what is the air quality issue that I'm not... Where is the, Why is it safer at the table? Oh, just the cognitive yeah. dissonance of it. Anyway, sorry. I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, how did it go for you? How are you doing now? Oh, yeah. I was fine. Uh, you know, I have been obviously like, you know, triple boosted and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, for me, it was just like a, a really bad cold. And, uh, yeah, so... Nothing lingering yeah. now. You're okay. No. No, okay. I was fine. Yeah. Good. So, good yeah. Good. Got through it. Yeah. Good. So yeah. you made yeah. this. I, I don't want to d- d- thank you for sharing that. And I don't want to get yeah, in, in any arguments uh, about this with anybody. And oh, I just yeah, yeah. I keep spouting off about things where I don't understand them. <laughs> and uh, and that's just where I'm at. But uh, oh, yeah. Real quick, though, as a teacher, do you think my method with yeah. my daughter is uh, is good? Oh, yeah. No, you. Yeah, you. You are totally uh, right with that. Like, you know, uh, blends like letter blends are tricky for young ones. Um, and yeah, like there there are, you know, particular letters that in English anyway, that uh you know, kids frequently mix up B's and D's, P's and Q's, um, yeah, Y and G for sure. So it's not uh, anything to be concerned about. And, uh, you know, and just just that the fact that you're reading with your your child and, and, and helping her with her, you know, spelling and stuff like she'll be fine. Yeah. No, she not. comes up with her own little devices. Yeah. She figured out that yeah, lowercase lowercase uh, B has mm-hmm. a belly. But she, yeah. but she, oh, would, yeah. she didn't. Tricks, she yeah. didn't have a thing for lowercase d, and I yeah. came up with derriere. Hey, perfect! Because yeah, it's got a little butt. So the d, yeah, lowercase perfect. d's got a little yeah. butt, and lowercase oh, b's got a little belly. That's where she. I love it. She I'm, just made it I about the body. Yeah, thank you. Do you t- <laughs> if you hold your, th- you can hold your thumbs like this. Oh, you oh can yeah. See, because this is audio. You can also do the put your fist together. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Yeah, your right hand is your your d, and okay, that's a good idea. But I feel like she'll another one. She has like short-term memory stuff with that stuff like oh well, like i say yeah. three days in a row yeah. funny spelled perfectly yeah eve of the yeah. test and the day of the test is where she starts to get stage fright and yeah. it gets jumbled um, yeah. so anyway i'm yeah, that's okay just doing my best and i appreciate this parent teacher uh, conference that you and i have scheduled thank <laughs> yeah. you so much yeah bill's in the mail it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so let's yeah. talk about this uh, wonderful uh, double record uh oh cheers pink tiger congratulations how are you feeling yeah. about oh, uh, the thing i'm i'm yeah, I'm feeling really good about it actually. Yeah. Um yeah, we worked really hard on it and um yeah, I'm really I'm really proud of this one. I think um yeah, it, and it's yeah, it seems to be resonating with people, so. Yeah. Is there yeah. Uh, before we get into the the fact that it is two sides uh with sort of different yeah. sonic aesthetics. Uh yeah. Pink t- my my kids have a book. I heard I saw Pink Tiger mm-hmm. and I was looking at the I, oh thanks again for yeah. mailing me a record by the way. That was very kind of yeah, you too. Yeah. I don't know if I Oh yeah, no. I've rudely maybe yeah. forgot to send you a thank you and I, I think we were corresponding oh, so much. Maybe I did. I think maybe yes. I did. Anyway, it's a oh, lovely yeah, yeah. lovely beautiful artwork. Uh I love the whole mm-hmm. thing. But it reminded yeah. me vaguely of a Are you familiar with a children's book called uh is it called Mr. Tiger Goes to Town or something like that where it's like a tiger who leaves Yeah. like he wants to be more uh less civilized it's like a bunch of animals and they're all wearing clothes and he's like this is i don't like this so he takes all his stuff (laughs) and the artwork even reminds us this similar kind of aesthetic no you don't you don't know what i'm i I haven't i haven't i mean it sounds familiar my my wheelhouse of books is like so massive that you know it's definitely it's probably you know i've probably come across it or used it in a class at some point but there's just so many right but yeah. yeah Well, it's it just visually it reminded me of it, but I wonder before we get into uh, the record itself, Pink Tiger, yeah. what does that connote for you as a, just as a umbrella title? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the the um, at least the image of it. I had my friend Aaron Reed, who's like an amazing uh, musician and uh, visual artist and comedian here in Vancouver, um, 
I asked him to to kind of design um, like a '60s kids book kind of feel to it, but a little bit more psychedelic or something. And so he he knocked it out of the park. So I think for me, like even just the visual of the album, sort of like kind of captures what I'm trying to get at. And and like the two the two sides, like obviously like one side is is quiet and like introspective, and the other side's like. Um, you know, a bit more effervescent. So like, you know, the idea of like pink maybe being like, like a, like a kind of like soft and, and warm feeling. And then a tiger, maybe something a little bit more, you know, ferocious. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but there, there is also like a deeply personal <laughs> connection to the, that combination of words that uh, I won't necessarily get into, but okay. yeah, there's, there's, there's a few meanings yeah. Anyway, no, I, I appreciate that, and I don't. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I didn't mean to pry, but uh, no, no, that's a yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So as All you good. as you suggest, there are two sides to this record, and uh, to be reductive, but maybe accurate, quiet side, yeah. louder side. Uh, yeah. Is that a fair? <laughs> is that, I think yeah. that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, let's ta- yeah. let's talk yeah. about. This is not unusual. Uh, lots of artists uh, do this yeah. uh, or have done this sort of thing. Um, yeah, the, both sides are quite spirited and emotional. Um, it's yeah. not like one is uh, more of somber necessarily. And I hear lyrical allusions between the two sides uh, here and there too. Yeah. So there's some. Yeah, w- why conceive of this record in this particular way? Kind of a quiet, loud thing, like a Pixies song. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why conceive of it this way? And and also, tell me about how they're connected, if you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think like prior to the pandemic, like the the the, the sort of tiger side or the more uh, rock and roll side, most of those songs were in in the can and they were ready to go. And then that's when the pandemic hit. So um, we kind of had to put them on the back burner. And then um, I also had like. Uh, dozens and dozens of sort of quieter songs that I had been just sort of working on alone at home. And so when the pandemic hit, I thought, you know, obviously we're not going to be playing shows for a while. I thought like, well, here's an opportunity to maybe sort of explore that other side of, of music that we, we had touched on a little bit, but I was like, I'd always wanted to make something like that. And so, um, yeah, I basically just, bought uh, a decent recording device a decent mic and sort of taught myself how to record better oh you've never done uh, this before not really like i had recorded yeah yeah i had recorded a little bit but i i i I wanted to get better at it like i was like you know i I have a baseline like okay recording knowledge but then i was like oh what if i actually you know because i have all this time to to work on it um why don't i teach myself how to how to record properly so yeah it was kind of like a, a a pandemic project but also like i really also didn't want it to be like a pandemic blues record you know like <laughs> but like no it's a know, pro- like, it's a product of the pandemic but it's not necessarily it, yeah. re- reflective of it per se does that make sense right yeah like because a lot of the songs were already written it was just more about like recording them and so i yeah i just kind of rec- record stuff i'd get amanda to kind of like hit the tubs a little bit and then I'd send it to Robbie and then Robbie would add his bass. And then it just kind of started to flesh out into this like really cool thing. And I was like, wow, like, and then, you know, we were, we had toured a lot with Robbie and we always joked that like, like, wow, Tusk was always like our sort of like pinnacle album, like in terms of like, we could, we could all agree on it. We loved that record. And we were just like, what if we like tried to make our own, you know, Tusk, like this really ambitious, ridiculous, like double record. And, and then I was like, well, what if we combine the two? Like after things started to ease up and restrictions eased up, we went over and recorded the other side in a studio. And then it just kind of was like, yeah, I was like, wow, this could actually work. So yeah, we put it together. And then I just like that idea of like, maybe it's a Sunday morning and you're just like having breakfast and you can just put on like the quiet side and you don't, you don't want to rock. Hmm. But then if you feel more like, you know, it's like a fun night and you're just like, I want to, you know, listen to something a little bit more upbeat. You can put on the other side. So, yeah. I had, uh, well, first of all, uh, for those who don't know, Tusk is the Fleetwood Mac album you're referring to. Yeah. 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 Are you a fan of, of their other works? People really, uh, in our realm, 
Mm-hmm. Really love Fleetwood Mac. I've discovered this over the... When I was growing up, Fleetwood Mac had a certain connotation. Uh, right, right. Particularly if you grew up uh, observing like uh, the Bill Clinton election stuff. Because yeah. he would use Fleetwood Mac music and it just felt so boomery to me. Like right, even right, I was like, Fleetwood right. Mac. like it, right. And the songs that were singles when I was growing up were not... So ostensibly the 80s and the 90s, I didn't... I don't know. Is that period as well respected as their... The period you're describing i don't know i don't i don't even know yeah I, i've always been a fan you know like i i just like good songs you know songs i can sing and i'm trying less and less to kind of like worry about like yeah that kind of stuff i'm just like just just go straight to the song you know oh and, no no and, and i'm not and, yeah, i'm just saying growing yeah. up that was my perception yeah. sometimes your yeah, perceptions yeah, yeah. you as a kid your perceptions can be wrong i recently uh yeah. found out that uh, one of my favorite fugazi songs uh, oh, was yeah. influenced by uh, a Fleetwood Mac uh, chord um, move. It's not a well. I guess oh. it is a progression, but they just right. did something with an A minor. Uh, I think yeah. it's an A minor, and and yeah. slid it. And it that's uh, the song uh, "Last Chance for a Slow Dance" by Fugazi. Right. Uh, I I heard through this other uh, really great podcast called the Alphabetical Fugazi that in their research and <laughs> their conversation with someone. Uh, yeah. Guy from Fugazi had referenced this. I okay. think I, I hope I'm getting all of these facts right because I'm spitballing yeah. here. All this to say, <laughs> like I know yeah. people like, and then uh, as a fan of Sloan, uh, yeah, uh, they would often talk about Fleetwood Mac in the press in the '90s, and I'm like, what? Okay, I thought this was just that older, right, schlock rock band that I didn't, right, didn't get. But well, I mean, yeah, I mean, my my parents were definitely boomers and definitely had that you know weird record with or i guess it was rumors with, rumors is the key one right the, yeah. where he's standing and he looks like he has two like balls hanging from mm-hmm. his pants and or whatever <laughs> um and you know listening to that as a kid i was just you know like those songs are so memorable and um but yeah i hadn't really listened to tusk that much until i met robbie and uh our bass player and and yeah it was just like i think it was just we just laughed at the you know like the coked out ridiculous way it was recorded and like Mm -hmm. it was partially you know home recorded as well and it was like i think at the time like the biggest budget ever spent on a on an album and like i just that's it fell in love love with that idea yeah like the ridiculousness of it the lore the songs are all so good yeah i did i spent more time with uh, tusk than i probably ever have in the last couple of years and maybe that's yeah uh revealing a blind spot for for me all the mac heads out there Probably uh, looking down on me, but I yeah I I, own, uh-huh. I, I know it's good. I had a, it's it's odd yeah. that you mentioned the breakfast thing because I often uh, Saturday yeah. Sunday mornings is usually Sundays I'm making pancakes for the kids and I put right. on there you go put on yeah. a rec- an older record just for fun yeah and or yeah. I listen to the radio anyway I um yeah it, it did catch my ear in a way and I'm like oh okay I probably I think I subsequently yeah. on my music service on my phone was like you know what. I'm going to try to go through this band chronologically, and I did for a spell, and then I, yeah. I kind of gave up. Anyway, they were. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Is it a, a sonic inspiration or just their approach uh, that that influenced your thinking with this record? Yeah, I mean, I think we. You know, I mean, obviously, like we have like one one hundredth of their talent <laughs> musically, and like all that. It was just more, yeah, like a a fun starting point, you know, like just like a funny idea. Like generally what we do, it always starts as like a funny idea. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, certainly it's not the only music that I was listening to over that time, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just, you know, our, our, you know, I, I was, I've been deeply into, you know, like the bands like the clean and the bats and, and stuff like that over the last, you know, five, 10 years. And, um, you know, Dear Nora and like, you know, Beverly Glenn Copeland and stuff like that. So, you know, like Nick Kurgovich and, you know, Destroyer and like, like I, my, my interests are huge. So, but it was more like, I don't know, just this funny idea of like the double record. Cause like most small local bands don't make double records, you know, like yeah. it's, it seems like a really ambitious, ridiculous you know, huge rock star thing to do, you know, yeah. like, and it seems so antiquated and, and not of this Spotify era, you know, as well It's kind of like a, well, to be fun to be honest, it's interesting because you've put out a double LP at a time where there's some, I don't think this is actually true as we're speaking, but a couple of weeks ago or months ago, there seemed to be a, some sort of push towards bringing CDs back. Right. 
And I was always curious about the double CD because most of those most single CDs you could get 80 minutes on. Right. Yeah. And and they didn't like some of them didn't need to be two CDs. It was just the old school idea of a double LP. Yeah. Uh, like the timing didn't make sense for it to be. Anyway, yeah. my point is, uh, I forget how long this record of yours yeah. is, but it, yeah. it is, oh, it's, it's, it's about 60 minutes. So yeah. you, you definitely, that, that, did you issue this on CD, by the way? Uh, we did not, no. Yeah. So you didn't even do it, but this would be, someone might say, hey, you've got 20 more minutes you could put on this CD if I you know. really want to. I know, right? That's yeah. kind of a hilarious uh, part of the, the medium yeah. uh, that we're at right now because yeah. uh, this would be, this would, 15 years ago, this would be a single CD. Totally, totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But yeah. You've, yeah, but you've, you've got the also the artful thing you can do by separating the sides yes. more distinctly this way. Yeah. So it doesn't just go from that last quiet song of, anyway. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 great. Can you talk a little bit about how the songs on each yeah. um, uh, side, if you will? Sorry, each. Uh, sorry, there's four sides. Yeah. Can you talk about how album one songs interconnect with album two songs? As I alluded to, I hear little lyrical connections, uh, and I wonder if you can speak to the relationship between the two uh, two records. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think. Yeah, there's definitely like some some yeah, like lyrical play that, you know, connect the two sides. Like we have one song, you know, but I'll be around. It's like we did a an acoustic version and then we did an electric version on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, like is a kind of a fun idea. Um two different like interpretations. Like a, a Russ Never Sleeps by Neil Young yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, or I'm like, thinking of uh, there's the song, and I forgive me, I, I may be fuzzy on the titles, but yeah. I think it's mel- melatonin five G oh, yeah. alludes yeah. alludes to the notion that people were talking during a friend of yours show, <laughs> and that I believe that comes back later, it does. isn't that right? Yeah, it comes, yeah. It pops up in another tune at the end. A yeah. louder song, a louder, a louder song. song, yeah. And I I liked all of it because I liked the yeah. idea that you're playing a quiet song that people probably would talk over if you were playing it. <laughs> and then as a loud band, you're talking about people talking over music by quieter people yeah. when they probably couldn't if you were performing that song. For so sure. I I did a little English literature Oh. Uh, what is this all? What's going on here about the experiential aspect of live music? Yeah, uh, between these two kind of aesthetic choices you've made, given also yeah. that we're only getting now getting reacquainted with the notion of even being together. I know in rooms and and how to behave in society when you go to the store. You know where yeah. people are are just being. I don't know. They they seem like cooped up animals that have been let loose all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, 100%. so anyway, yeah. sorry. Is there any? Thing you can add about that or am i just picking some random example that doesn't doesn't even matter no uh i mean i like i like those little easter eggs too you know like you know when bands do that where you know like little interplay between songs or themes um you know uh throughout throughout the lyrical uh, portion of the music mm. um but yeah i don't know like you know like it's as simple as you know maybe like a life and death side you know like maybe is in there mm. or like um yeah, I, it's hard. It's yeah, it's hard to say. Like I, I mean, that sounds like such a weak answer, but like, I yeah, I just I'll, I'll just leave it up to the listener. Really, like I, I don't know. Um, I don't. I didn't think yeah. you were making any particular grand comment. I think the way I framed it may be a little too hoity-toity for what you were even <laughs> even thinking. But I, I, I like the notion that the two situations could occur in what you in two different parallel universes. Um, right. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where I'm coming from. So I'm basically cool, wondering yeah. if you've created yeah. some sort of Marvel universe esque <laughs> situation with these records, where if you pay close attention, yes, they are on parallel trajectories where things mirror each other sometimes. Yeah. But maybe I've yeah. only caught the one thing. Are there more things like that? Do you think there more probably Easter's? are? Yeah. 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 And I, I like that idea of like yeah, like creating a universe. And I think like you know the albums that I love and you probably love as well, or it feels like you're, you're kind of going into some kind of universe, you know, and, or you're able to escape there for a little while. And, and I think of all the records we made, this one feels like that's maybe more what we were trying to do is to kind of create like a, just this world or something, this weird world. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, yeah. I, I know from uh, a narrative I read about this record that it was precipitated by a lot of, 
turmoil personally uh you had some health issues i think you had uh, other people were having yeah. children other people in your band i mean were having children all sorts mm-hmm. of things can you elaborate upon uh some sure. of what i'm alluding to and also whether you feel like that stuff is in in these songs in places yeah yeah for sure yeah like i uh i actually rec- like recorded this album with one ear which was kind of a bizarre experience um recording it in mono like in my head <laughs> i kind of lost the, my, my hearing in my left ear for almost a year and um yeah it kind of went through a pretty significant health scare due to that do you um, do you sorry i just had this yeah. you mentioned destroyer yeah. dan Behar was just yeah. on the show talking about labyrinthitis and how he was worried yeah. he had it and right. it, it's I don't yeah. know if it's a loss of hearing, but it's a it's a yeah. ear canal thing. Do you know? Right, do you know? Right, right, do you right. know what you had? I did, and yeah, it's since cleared. It actually, oddly enough, it cleared the day after we finished the album. Okay, <laughs> but uh, it's funny, and also funny you should mention Dan because I I I ran into him around that time, and I had asked him in the last few years. Like I've been sort of sending records to. Uh, songwriters to kind of critique or like you know pick out the duds and I had asked him like oh can you (laughs) have a listen and he was like oh I I, I'd love to but my there's you know he was like there's something wrong with my ear yeah that's what he said yeah uh, yeah and uh (laughs) so yeah kind of funny that he also had some some ear stuff but yeah no um yeah it's since cleared and and it's everything's good but it was a it was a a weird a weird time because yeah like you know I wasn't sure what was happening and Hmm. But I just I just soldiered on and kept recording, even though I had only had one ear. And then to hear it after, like with both ears, was just like, yeah, it was so nice. It was it was so refreshing to hear, to hear. Yeah. Did it clear up, or was there some intervention? I don't mean to pry uh, again. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 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 It, uh, I had to have surgery and um, oh, okay, and stuff. And it was it was the the worst case scenario was was pretty bad but then it, it turned out not to be that so um, oh good great yeah and good. so then it and then it cleared up and now i have a, a system to to keep keep me hearing so yeah it all worked out and um that was a, a weird aspect of the record so definitely lyrically you, you know you'll hear a lot of sort of <laughs> references to to that kind of material Oh, okay. So it, it totally yeah. impacted you. You wrote about it as much as you could. Yeah, I wrote about it as well. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Some, some of the lyrics, not all of them, but like, you know, there is there are some songs that kind of, you know, dig into that. Okay. Life well, and, death and stuff. Was there anything else going on uh, in the band's life or your life that um, may have influenced you know, like, Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, like, you know, I have, you know, my family, my, my, my folks are, you know, getting older and going through their own things and, uh, you know, just, you know, but then I'm also like, you know, a quiet observer of other people and, you know, putting little things that I, you know, hear, um, into, into lyrics as well. So it's not, it's not all, it's not all about me (laughs) per se, but yeah, like, yeah. And it's not all dour. No, uh, I I, dour, I pick no. up on no. a lot of spirit in it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I don't. In fact, it seems. Is it a hopeful record? Would you say? I would say so. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that it is, and um, you know, there's yeah, lots of lots of love in there too. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you said something earlier that I want to get to about uh, recording yourself, yeah. and uh, you said something about time, which I think is interesting because mm-hmm. with this pandemic stuff some of us have become uh reacquainted with the notion of having more time to do things mm. and yeah also losing track of time like it's hard, every day sort of feels similar uh you were so you probably like the rest of us had a bit of that going on but then you yeah. had the experience of not being pressed by studio pressure to get something done right. so you weren't paying right more how did that impact you artistically did you feel like you obviously you can spend more time on songs and refining things but did you that parameter some artists like okay i have no lyrics for these songs we've been working on for six weeks (laughs) i'm going to write them all today and then record my vocals tomorrow kind of thing you know that's not unusual to hear um right so that not having that parameter how did that impact you artistically i'm just curious um yeah like it's like I don't know, like maybe it's a bold move to like say like, oh, I can self-record and this is going to sound good. I mean, I we our typical trajectory is like 
we'll write a batch of tunes. We would go to uh, JCDC studios and have Dave sort of scour at us as we're trying to play them. And then, you know, he makes them sound better. And so, like, the idea that I would be able to actually produce something uh, high quality enough for, for um, consumption uh, seemed a bit daunting. But, like, when I brought it to Dave to do the mixing, he, you know, he kind of gave me a bit of a side eye. But, like, I think he it was okay. Like he didn't have to do too much to the, to the mixes. Um, he certainly improved them, but yeah. Um, definitely a weird, you recorded the quiet stuff at home, right? Did you record? I did, but yeah, I, yeah, I recorded the quiet stuff at home and then I took, uh, and then we recorded the other stuff on, at, uh, Jordan Coop's, uh, studio, uh, Jordan and Terry studio over on Gabriola, a noise floor. But then Dave mixed, everything so. i see so dave yeah uh probably vocationally was like i could have done all this for you buddy uh and <laughs> yeah well yeah we like dave and john have like done pretty much everything we've ever done and so it it feels weird to kind of like step out of there and be like i can do this and it but the reality is is like the technology is getting so good and so many bands are now able to do a lot of it at yeah. home the kind of boring part but it is there's a comfort there like too where you can muck around for hours and days and weeks and until you get kind of like the right feeling on a song versus yeah like oh god i have we booked it for three days i really have to get this Mm -hmm. so so there is there is definitely a a laid backness to especially the first um part of the album yeah no that's what i hear and i appreciate that Mm -hmm. you recognize the strengths and weaknesses of of that sort of isolated, like I'm producing mm-hmm. myself and recording exactly. myself. Like, yeah, there are pros and cons to it, I guess is what you're saying. But, but does this, yeah. do, does this suggest the future? Like, what are you going to do in the future? Would you, I, I, sorry, the other side of it is yeah. you're in British yeah. Columbia. There were per, um, protocols, but also one of the, one of the provinces to sort of say, we're not uh, doing a lot of isolation stuff. So, I'm curious. You started this at home because things were locked down, right? Yeah. Out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, but yeah. then did you think in your mind, oh, these will just be the demos. I might as well make demos and then eventually we'll go to the thing. Or did you always think, you know what? I'm home. I can do it. It sounds pretty good to me. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I, I was. Uh, it was possible that they would become demos because I wasn't sure if the quality would be good enough. But um when I bought, I, I sort of knew that like if I had invested in a decent sort of recording machine and a decent mic, that things would get better. And you know, like uh, Dave kind of helped me a lot with that and just kind of picking things that would work. But then, yeah, I, I sort of started to believe in myself a bit more and like you know, learning to, how to use Logic, which is a recording program and and stuff. And the songs aren't overly complicated in terms of like instrumentation, like most there's not that many tracks on them. So it wasn't too hard to do, but yeah, it is. I think in the future, like, yeah, I would like to be more involved with the recording process, but at the same time, like it is fun. It's always fun to go to a studio and just be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I don't have to think about any of this. I just play the songs and yeah. So I see you're using a a fancy looking mic uh, right now. Is that the, (laughs) is that the mic? Yeah. Yeah, I got this off Craigslist. Some guy was selling it. It's an AKG 414, and I it's kind of like the Swiss Army knife of of um, condenser mics. And yeah, Dave told me to get that, and that's what I got. So oh wow, so you're using the mic for this mm-hmm. chat that you used oh, yeah. on the album? That's yeah. that's magical. Oh, yeah. yeah, into the same machine too. Wow, yeah. so we're it's like yeah. we're making a record right now. We are. We could remix this. Um, we'll send it to John Collins. He'll turn it into a, a dance track. Um, <laughs> oh man, we should de- yeah, totally do that. Go. I can put it at the end of this episode. I'll mix. <laughs> I'll mix my yeah. version, and then we'll post the remix. There you go. That John comes up with. No, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've made the most of a tumultuous time uh, for you personally yeah. and for us generally. So congratulations on that. Oh, and cheers. Yeah, thanks so much. So as we get into things. Again, as we're speaking, things were opening up. Now there's yeah. the drumbeat of things are getting worse. As we're, just as we're speaking, who knows? <laughs> By the time this comes yeah. out, we don't exactly know how things will will be. But do you have future plans at the moment in terms of 
both uh, potentially touring. Oh, you're a teacher as well, so I assume yeah. that, that wouldn't be occurring till the summer, right? Uh, yeah, we have yeah we have quite a few shows booked. Um, we will do some like weekend warrior stuff here, like playing in and around BC, and then we are going to uh, tour Canada as much as we can in mid July. Um, and then we're supposed to go to the UK to, to do a tour as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, we're, our fingers are, are crossed that we, that things can happen and that, that, you know, like, you know, new variants don't emerge and, and, uh, wreak havoc, but, you know, just, just living one day at a time, just kind yeah. of hoping for, hoping for the best that, that things can happen. And we had our record release show la- a couple of weeks ago and it was, it was just, so joyous and so fun and um you know super safe and stuff and yeah that's great really, where did where does that happen really, in vancouver do you, where, where did you play in vancouver uh we played at a place called uh, Redgate, which is kind of like a art gallery um jam space art space kind of a Redgate. Uh, oh spot. okay yeah yeah there's some so. there's some venues that have there, i remember playing the railway club i've heard that's yes. gone I, you know what, I, the worst person to ask about oh. that because I haven't been there in a long time, but I, I feel like it was purchased by somebody oh, maybe, called the Donnelly Group or something oh. and it got maybe turned into a, a something, but I, okay, sorry. And I, as I'm, far as I if know, if I'm yeah. wrong, I'm wrong. I just, I, it's hard to keep yeah. track of all the uh, venues that we're losing to various forms of, gen- of gentrification. Course. So, and a glimmer yeah. in my, I, I think I made mental note of it because I'm like, oh, I played there once. And it, well, you you played the same stage as Radiohead. Then there you they go. They played the Railway Club. I didn't know that. They played the Railway Club. That's such yeah, a tiny the 90s, place. Yeah. They, when would the, I know? Wow. Okay. It was it was like uh, I can't remember what al- it must have been like their first album or something. But there's there's the, ro- be- the, the Benz. Uh, yeah, or yeah, it must have been the. Oh no, no, the no, first one's pa- called pa- Pablo, Pablo Honey. Pablo maybe Honey, maybe right, it was sorry. Pablo Honey era. But yeah, they wow. did play and they got heckled and they they stormed off the stage and left. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's funny, as we're speaking, uh, uh, it's not that funny, but last week <laughs> on the show, uh, in, in the episode preceding this one uh, featured uh, Pavement. Oh, yeah, and right, yeah. we were talking about the Terror Twilight reissue. Yes, and, yes, yes. And Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead That's right, uh, yeah. plays harmonica yeah. on uh, a song or, or two, I think, as I recall. Anyway, it yeah. was just interesting to talk about Nigel Godrich and his role in that band at that yeah. point in, in pavement who he was the radiohead guy and he brought yeah. in why don't we get the radiohead guy to play harmonica which yeah uh, you know it seems a bit random and and <laughs> in some yeah. ways but uh so yeah radiohead keeps coming up on the show is what i'm saying so that maybe oh, i'm yeah. getting a, a sign from the universe that i need to <laughs> call them up and ask them what it was like to be heckled at the railway club in vancouver and <laughs> yeah in the mid, mid 90s well yeah. anyway i hope vancouver is doing okay um yeah. I don't really know. Uh, I haven't been in a, in a while, but uh, yeah, everything's chill. You're happy. Everything's good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, the, you know, I think BC had you know super high vaccine uptake, so we're you know we're doing well. And um, yeah, and in general, yeah, like the the band is happy, and uh, we're we're so excited to be playing together again and making music. And yeah, it's, nice, it's great, really good. Yeah. So Adrian, if people want to learn more about uh, this record and and your band and uh, I know it's out on You've Changed Records yep. and I, I'll link to some of these things in the podcast description but if you don't mind like where yep. would you like people to go to learn more about uh, you and your work and future plans yeah for sure yeah uh, yeah You've Changed Records is great uh, we have a website just apolloghosts.com is good um, Bandcamp is great and we're on you know we're on Spotify whatever you know it's it's a weird <laughs> place to be but um it's there too um yeah so yeah check it check check okay. those spots out for sure all right yeah. no that's you're on all the stuff is basically we're on all the saying. stuff yeah, yeah. you just yeah. yeah find 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 apollo ghost wherever you can <laughs> uh yeah. if we can go out on a song from yeah. this record i wonder yeah. if you can pick one for us to to hear and also uh tell us why you wanted us to hear it yeah i mean it's a Saturday, so it's it's we're, it's still upbeat. It's sunny, so I'll go for the 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 more effervescent side. I'll I'll pick "Spilling Your Guts," and yeah, that's maybe the first song that I ever put distortion on on the guitar. So oh, in your yeah. life? Well, not in my life, but just like <laughs> we usually don't use effects 
pedals or anything like that. We just plug in just dry into the into the amp. So um, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, let's put a little little dirt on there. And uh, so yeah, it's kind of fun to to stomp the box and and have a bit of a crunch on the on the guitar. So yeah, we'll we'll try that one. Okay, well, it's appropriate given that we just had a, an hour-long confessional chat as well. So <laughs> let's let's hear this uh, new music by Apollo Ghost uh, from their wonderful new record, which is out now. It's called Pink Tiger. This is Spilling Your Guts. Adrian, this was uh, very lovely for me. I hope you enjoyed yourself, and I wish you the best luck with everything in the future. Cheers. Thanks. It's uh, always love listening to your show, and uh, it's an honor to be on it. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and zeb pound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, thanks again to Adrian Teacher for appearing on this, the 679th episode of Creative Control. 
which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thank you for listening to this, too, and for listening this to this far in the episode. You're listening to the very end. This is the concluding statement, and you're still here. That's amazing. Thank you. Hey, if you can't find an episode that you've heard about and you're looking for it on the Internet, uh, or if you want to learn more about uh, me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. All of your vishkana needs are pretty much there at vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at vishcreative, or you can follow me directly on Twitter and on Instagram at vishkana. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain this podcast and compensate me for some of the work I otherwise do for free. If you if you don't mind. You know these podcast companies, they don't pay us to have our shows on there, but uh, you guys listening, I mean, hey, you're, you're the support network. It's amazing. I thank you for listening as always, and I, if you want, please go to the Patreon and support the show that way. Six American dollars or more grants you access to exclusive content, some of it generated uh, from some overtime chats with guests uh, currently. In fact, there is uh, some exclusive content from this Adrian teacher interview that will be going up on the Patreon if it's not there already by the time you hear this. Uh, I also dig into the archives sometimes, my audio archives and my video archives, and I post things uh, that I can find because if I think uh, you might find them interesting. So yeah, there's some perks, but it's also, like I say, I guess the spirit of the thing is you're supporting me and uh, my ability to do this work. I really wish this was all I could, I had to do. I have a day job. Uh, wife has a day job. We work, but uh, this is my love and my passion. So anyway, I appreciate all the support on Patreon. And uh, running low now on these Creative Control t-shirts that I've had in stock for a few years. Just got rid of the uh, last medium red one. If you'd like a Creative Control t-shirt and you support the show on Patreon, message me there and I'll get you one while supplies last. Again, patreon.com slash Control. Thanks again to the fine Alberta record retailer Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about and order things from their website there, blackbird.ca. Also, Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, for their in-kind support. Thanks, as always, to my friend Jim Guthrie. You can learn more about Jim and his music at uh, jimguthrie.org. And like I said earlier, thank you so much for listening to this episode uh, featuring Apollo Ghost. Check out their record, Pink Tiger. It's great. And please consider following or subscribing to this podcast if you're so inclined and telling your friends about the show and going on Reddit and all those places and saying, hey, there's a show, it's good, you should check it out. That all oh, I see that sometimes and it helps. So thank you for sharing the love, uh, your love for the show elsewhere. And that's it. I will talk to you very, very soon. Be well. If you go to shows, wear a mask. I tell you, everyone will be happier. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.